Hey everyone, welcome to Messy in the Middle of Real Estate Podcast. We're two realtors from two different coasts looking to improve and grow. Whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, we'll share the tips, tricks, and hidden hacks for success in the real estate world. Your journey from ideas to implementation starts now. What's up, Ed? Hey, good morning, Jeffy. How are you? I'm good. We got a little smiling face down in the bottom box. I know. We've got an interview going today. And I think before we jump in, in into the intro, maybe we just give a little bit of the backstory. We're kind of on sure. a consumer focus right now and uh, yeah. right walking through all the steps on buying a home. And it, I know you and I were always like, when we get that call, it's, what's the first question we ask, Jeff? Uh-huh. Are you pre-approved? <laughs> Are you pre-approved? <laughs> Yeah, and then and then uh, we were talking about the show, and it's like maybe we should get a lender on to talk about the pre-approval process <laughs> rather than us, because we us. just send them off to the black box. You know, it's like okay, you go get pre-approved, <laughs> you come back, let me know yeah. what you got going. <laughs> yeah. So so this show is going to be dedicated to the pre-approval process, which is something that I believe buyers. Uh, are nervous about. And it's something that they, they'd they much prefer to go find the house than they would to actually get pre-approved. Mm-hmm. So we have John Schindle with us from Bay Equity. Welcome, John. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Ed and I have a couple little questions for you so that as a buyer, you can be ready to uh, get into this first phase of what you do before you go house shopping. We really hope your realtor has told you this or advised you on this. Yeah, that is the key (laughs) first step. (laughs) Yeah, key first step, everybody. Key, stop. Everybody stop. This is number one. That's right. So like you, you put your pants on and then and then you call your, you know, you go and get pre-approved. You call John. That's, yeah, that's right. You call John. I prefer that. Thank you. Yeah, yes. that's yes. right. So, so Especially hey, the pants part. Yeah, especially the mm-hmm. pants part. So, so John, before we get into the, to the gritty on this stuff, I'm kind of interested, you know, I, I imagine like when you were eight years old, you didn't come to the breakfast table eating your Cheerios and say, mommy. I want to be a lender when I grow up. So, <laughs> so, so how did you get into this business? So I, um, I've got two cousins that are in the industry and they both told me for years that, um, that lending might be a good fit for me. I studied economics. I studied accounting. I like houses. I'm one of those weirdos that likes to go to open houses on the weekend and snoop around and that sort of thing. <laughs> And so it just seemed like a really good fit. And uh, I was in the auto industry for years doing fixed operations, so parts and service. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants an oil change. Nobody wants to come in and get their car fixed, but everybody wants to buy a house. So it's kind of cool to be working somewhere where you've got a product that people people actually want what you have to offer. And I, I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's That's a cool backstory. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. totally is. I mean, people are actually happy about the process. I know I'm not really fired up when I turn my take my car to the shop, you know, and and find out what's going to happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Cha-ching, money. Why does an oil change cost that much? Wait a minute. What's happening here? Yeah, where this is something buying a home is exciting, which brings me to my next question is, what does home buying mean to you, John, as the lender? 
I think the number one thing for me is that anybody that buys a home, it's the number one precursor or statistically it is the, it is the number one thing that means that your children are going to have a better life than you. Intergenerational wealth always, always comes with your parents owning their own home. So we do something kind of funny at the office. We always ask people for photographs of themselves standing in front of the house. And then every Monday morning we have a meeting and we put them up on the, on the television. And when you see mother, father, or like yesterday, we had a single mother with two kids in Yakima and she got into a home with her two kids and she's an immigrant from somewhere in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I know that those two kids now have a better shot of owning their own home, going further than their mother did as a function of the mother getting in there. And That's for us, beautiful. it feels kind of cool that we've just got a little, you know, just a little part in that. Yeah. So that's that's what's most important to me in the industry. That's a really cool thing that you're doing to give for your team. It's like, hey, it's not just a number yeah. and a credit score. It's this is real people yeah. that's affecting their their life and and their future. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Very very cool. Mm-hmm. This is this is neat too. Just not to get too sidebarred, but Ed and I talk a lot about the why. Mm-hmm. We do things, uh, you know, why we do things as a realtor, why consumers do things as consumers. And it's really cool to see that you're in alignment with really what Ed and I believe as agents. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, what's best for the what's best for the buyer? What's mm-hmm. the best foot we can put them on? And, you know, sometimes buyers get in their own way, right? Mm-hmm. They do. Which is why my next question is, what's the biggest hurdle you have with buyers? I'd say the first thing is, is that we quite often only meet them after they've started making offers on homes. Okay. You know, you, you would love to, as a realtor, just to be able to say, Hey guys, you you know, you need to get this squared away before we can start looking at homes. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, if if you insist upon that, there's going to be another realtor that won't and they'll Mm -hmm. get the deal. So mm-hmm. I've got a lot of realtors who will show them homes. Yesterday was Monday. I actually got a purchase and sale agreement for a customer that I had never even spoken to. Okay. It's just, hey, can you get these people pre-approved? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that, and we should do it quickly. Um, so there, so this is something that's a great little piece. John and Ed and I both do this. Is mm-hmm. uh, if we have a new buyer. And mm-hmm. we know that they, that yes, there's always an agent that will show a buyer a piece of property mm-hmm. because of our level of professionalism. We, we want to explain to them why. So usually I say, Hey, can you imagine going to a car dealership and driving the most magnificent Porsche you've ever seen? And you get in the seats and they're leather and they're just like holding you and you touch that steering wheel and you hit mm-hmm. the gas and that freaking thing burns out and you're just like, woo, fire, you know, and then you realize you can afford a Pinto. <laughs> now you get in the Pinto and the Pinto seats are ripped and they're scratching your legs and the mm-hmm. window, you're trying to roll the window. Down. <laughs> That's not yep. a good place to start. So we need to be realistic. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I give that scenario, they laugh and they're like, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll call my lender. (laughs) 
Yeah, you want to know what you know so that you're lo- you're not dissatisfied, right? Exactly. So, so John, exactly. what I kind of to rephrase there a little bit, it sounds like what you're saying is when clients are not sh- they're showing up rushed mm-hmm. and not prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you're in a react reactionary mode. I, I can imagine yeah. it's the it's Sunday and one o'clock and your realtor partner's calling you and saying, Hey, we got an offer deadline at four o'clock. I got this buyer. They need a pre-approval. You know, mm-hmm. we need to get going every single weekend. So you have oh, there to be you prepared go. Yep. every single weekend. It's, it's okay. So uh, this is, you joke about it, but yeah, it happens every weekend. So this is great for lenders to, or for agents too. So here's the piece that I think is really realtor specific is that your reputation is on the line every time you write an offer. Mm-hmm. If you're going to write an offer with a non-approved buyer mm-hmm. and put that listing agent through the process of presenting and possibly accepting, not knowing that that buyer can accept, you're not going to look too good, agent, nope. at all. And the next time you write an offer for your beautiful buyer who didn't get the right information you're not going to get your offer accepted. So this is like, this is a joint, I call it the trifecta. So there's the agent, the lender, and the buyer. Mm -hmm. If if you are missing your leg on the stool, Mm -hmm. you're not, you're out. But okay, one of the things that John, you and I talked about uh, when we were prepping for this is buyers come in with a one thing. Mm-hmm. And that one thing is the rate. Can you talk to us about the rate? Because I want the consumer to really understand what that means. So in advertising and everything, the, the one thing that everybody can focus on is the rate. And okay. everybody says, everybody knows that the lower the rate, the better. And, the, and that's true. The lower the rate, the lower your, your monthly payment is going to be. What most people don't realize, though, is that everybody can get you every single rate, but the lower the rate, the higher the cost. Okay. And that's where advertising can be misleading because mm-hmm. I can I can advertise a super low rate. And then in very small letters underneath, I can say it's going to come with X amount of dollars in order to purchase. Mm-hmm. And that's where I wish more people knew that the rate's important, but the overall package is more important. Because getting a, a super low rate is not the best thing if you wind up depleting every single dollar you have saved in order to get that lower rate. Right. There's something they can do with that. And a lot of consumers don't know how to compare apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Can you talk us can you talk us and the consumer through that yep. piece, which is the the closing disclosure or not the closing disclosure, what's it called? Loan estimate. So a loan estimate. Yeah. So any lender can provide you with something called a loan estimate or a pre-application worksheet. And what it does is it shows you all the information on the home, uh, the down payment, uh, and then it will break out the monthly payment for you. So your principal and interest, which is the, which are the fees for the loan, your homeowner's insurance and your property taxes. And then over on the other side of that document, it shows you how much you're paying in a dollar amount for that rate. And if you've got two loans that are exactly the same, a fixed rate 30-year loan, and one of them charges you $10,000 for that rate, and the other one charges you $5,000 for it, now all of a sudden you've got a a very accurate 
demonstration of the difference between the two lenders. And there are other things too as well, but because most people focus on on rate, that would be the that would be the number one thing that I would suggest for anybody who's looking and they're going right. to compare different places. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So that is super interesting. So so just to just to bring this back a little bit, if mm-hmm. if a, a buyer's getting ready to go out and start their process. Yep. I believe, and I, I agree, I think you do too, Ed, the most important thing to do is get a referral to a good lender. So obviously mm-hmm. we have yes. you here, we trust you, mm-hmm. we send you business. Yep. So John, John at Bay Equity. But the next thing is, is if you if you are in an area and you have somebody that you know and trust, you start with them. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Going online and entering all your information in mm-hmm. is a super way to get sucked down a rabbit hole that you don't even know what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. So you start with your trusted lender. Then if you want to shop rate, you would you would tell people to shop rate because you want the best for them, right? Yep. Okay, great. Absolutely. But what they need to bring back to you is this loan estimate so that you can help them decipher mm-hmm. what what really is happening. So, yep. yeah, you're you're getting this lower rate, but you're paying this, which brings me to your breakdown of the 40 to 44 months, which I think every buyer should understand. So do you yep. want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So okay. you, any, any borrower is going to have something called a par rate. And what that means is, is that whatever the interest rate is that they're being charged is as close to $0 out of pocket to pay for that rate. Okay. So that's par. So par, par rate is par just straight up rate with no money going to buy it down. Points That's or, correct. or whatever, right? Yep, or a very small credit or a very small charge. Got it. Um, from there, as you lower the interest rate, your costs go up. And you can you can buy down rates. And two to three years ago when we were sitting in the threes, I thought it was a great idea to buy down the rate because odds are we weren't going to get there again. And if you're locking in for 30 years, you may as well lock in as low as possible. But there's a break-even point where the amount of money that you spend, you have to hold on to that loan for a certain amount of time in order to break even on the money that you're spending. And that usually comes around 40 to 44 months. So just shy of four years' time. And right now, today, we're in October of 2023. Rates are approaching 8% right now. And anybody who pays attention or, or, or looks at the markets is of the opinion that these rates are going to start to come down within the next year and a half to two years. So, so well under that four year break even point. Yep. Yeah. So you're so, not going to be in there that, at that, at that 40 to 44 month, you're going to refi. No, exactly. Nobody yeah. getting, nobody buying a home in the next three months is going to hold on to their loan for very long because loan officers like me, we're going to be watching. And as soon as rates drop, we're going to make that phone call and say, you now have the opportunity to save X amount of dollars per month. And this is how much it's going to cost you. And okay. so I have people that buy them down today, but I always make sure they understand that I'd rather they kept that money in their pocket or they put it towards the down payment on the house and, and made the loan size smaller. Uh, I yeah, personally that's, believe that's a better use of their money. Yeah. This, this piece right here to everybody listening, this is really important. And this is the difference between, you know, going online and entering your stuff in versus talking to somebody about, about 
basically, well, it's not even basically, it's wealth building. You're yep. building wealth through purchasing real estate mm-hmm. and it's like going to a money advisor. So if mm-hmm. you don't have these incredibly important conversations and understand what you're doing, you're you're behind the eight ball. So you want you want to talk to somebody who can explain to you this is what it means to mm-hmm. get a loan estimate. This is what it means to have a 40 to 44 month break even. Mm-hmm. super, super, super important. Right. Yep. Thanks I, for that. You know, I yep. think another piece of this and what I try to explain to buyers is that when you're doing the home purchase, there are timelines that have to be met and you've got to hit those hurdles and yep. you got to get to the finish line on time. Mm-hmm. And so you want a trusted partner that has a track record of doing all that. And right. then quite frankly, the agent has leverage over because if you don't perform, you're not going to do another deal with that agent, right? So, mm-hmm. But when you go to an online lender, you got no leverage. Right. Yeah. And they, they'll they get you far enough in where you're not going to change lenders when you find that you're going to have to extend or you're going to find that the fees that you were quoted are now quite a bit higher. I'll tell one story on that. I, I had a... Uh, a client that insisted on going with an online lender. This is you know, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago. And I acquiesced and it was just a nightmare. We could not hit our hurdles. And I literally had to call the person. He was in like Minneapolis and I'm in North Carolina and said, look, I will send, what's your favorite chocolates? What's this? I want this to happen. It's mm-hmm. on its way. You know, I had to literally bribe them with food to try yeah. and get the, to hit the deadlines. Oh, <laughs> Just to be clear, I can too can be bribed with food. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> okay. That's funny. All right. Ed, well, what's our next question? Yeah. So, you know, again, we're thinking as consumers here. <laughs> so it can be scary. You know, yep. you know, when we tell them to come on in, it's like, you know, are they thinking, am I going to get my temperature checked or is this a colonoscopy? What am I coming in for? You know, and they're, they're getting ready for the process. So when, when you have clients approach you and go through the pre-approval process, what are the questions that you wish they would ask you? I I think the, not so much a question, but I really wish more people had a long-term financial plan already in, in place versus giving me a call and then fleshing that out with me because yeah, I'm a, that's a lot of pressure. It is. It's a lot of pressure. And I, and I enjoy doing that. I like the sound of my own voice so I can talk for hours. <laughs> and if people ask a me, my opinion, yeah, we have a podcast that tells you that we, we like it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm happy to do that, but sometimes I don't have the full picture. When I'm first mm-hmm. talking to people, I don't know what their 401k is. I don't know what their IRA is. I don't know what their savings are. And I, I, I would love for people to have a better understanding of what their long-term goals are, where they are in that process. Uh, do they have kids that they're putting through school? Are they getting married? Are they going to school themselves? And, and a dozen different things that purchasing a home one way versus another can either help or hinder. Got you. So got you. I, I don't mind being asked those questions, but having a financial planner that's looking at your entire financial situation holistically 
is probably mm-hmm. better. And then I come in as one part of that. So that's, that's that, you know, it's, it, I, I would say that's the number one thing that I would that love you to wish see they would do. do. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So having, yeah. having a, a, a picture of their financial goals, where they're, where they see themselves five years, 10 years out. Is that kind of, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. what the components are of that. So absolutely, 401ks, yep. kids, expenses, how they're going to yep. fund for things, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And here's another realtor space in here. What a great thing to do for your clients is to get them hooked up with a financial planner. A lot, you don't know what you don't know. And Mm -hmm. we now have this information. I have a great financial planner. I know you do too, Ed. Sure. You do too, John. Mm -hmm. That's a gift you can give to them as Mm -hmm. a realtor by calling them. And here's, here's an item of value, (laughs) (laughs) right? Call this person. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. That's a, that's a good one. Okay, a lot of things that come up, and this is that whole Porsche to the Pinto mm-hmm. thing I was talking about. What people can afford to spend, and for years, you know, lenders will say, "Hey, you can here's a million dollars, but you're going to eat rice and beans for you know the next ten years." Yeah. I don't really like that idea yeah. because I feel like mm-hmm. quality of life is way better than the house that you're living in. Mm-hmm. I always talk to my buyers about buying down as opposed to buying the Taj Mahal as their first property. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you handle that with a buyer? So it depends. So okay. if you've got somebody that has had that conversation before they call me and they say, look, I realize that I'm going to be bumping up against my budget, but I've yeah. got a long-term plan and I'm prepared to eat rice and beans and not go on vacation. Okay. Great. I'm happy to go along with it. Okay. Um, versus me being the first person to discuss that with, and they're, you know, the buyer looks like a deer caught in the headlamps. You know, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, you want to maximize this. Do you want to spend every nickel you have? And then that, and then that's there. I, I think it just has to come into whatever your long-term plan is. You fit mm. that into your budget along mm-hmm. with saving money, 401k, everything else, going out and having a nice supper versus eating rice and beans. What's most That's important right. to you? This is interesting because this ties back to the fi- financial planner, right? Yeah. So yeah. if they have this conversation with a financial planner pre-talking yeah. to you or even in yeah. conjunction with you, because yeah. a lot of times I would think they would need to come to you to even know what questions to ask. They would. They would. Um, and then that ties into... Hey, I've already made an offer on a house. I need a mortgage versus talking to somebody 30, 60 days before they're even going to go out and start looking. You're, you're, you're establishing that foundation early on so that by the time they start looking, they've got their budget. They know what they're going to be paying and it fits into a larger picture. Yeah. So that's, and then that ties into intergenerational wealth. Yeah. I'm yeah. never going to have kids. Hey, great. Go ahead and buy the Porsche then. I got five <laughs> kids and they all got to go through school. Okay. Maybe we're going to get you a minivan, but they're going to go to school. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and that's just it. It's, it's whatever, whatever their long-term goals are. That's what's most important to me. Gotcha. You, you know, in that vein, um, I think it's also important for folks, you know, especially with, you know, HGTV and everything and all the exposure of, of homes mm-hmm. there are people 
sometimes we'll have champagne test tastes on a beer budget mm-hmm. and it's important to get into the game, mm-hmm. just get, just get in the game. And, yep. you know, I think every home that I've bought, I've said, Oh, I'm going out in a pine box. I'll be here forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, and the area, <laughs> I think you just moved, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, hey, I'm, I'm getting closer to achieving that goal. <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know, the point is, I think the average American moves every seven or eight years, right? So mm-hmm. you don't have yep. to buy your forever home when you're nope. buying your first home. Get in the game, get some points on the board, ride some appreciation, yep. and you can move forward. So I think yep. that's a really important point for consumers as well. You know, um, one other thing... If yeah. I may, you, you yeah, were please. talking about the, the the budget versus you know champagne tests and, and yeah. whatnot. One thing that I think a lot of people don't realize as well is that for people of a certain age, you can use a reverse mortgage to purchase a home, and if yes. you've got cash for whatever it is, you can increase that budget quite a bit to find that home that'll be there forever. Hmm. And, yeah, we're uh, actually going to do a whole podcast just on reverse mortgages. There you go. Yeah. There, there we go. go. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting because they're not just for Tom Selleck anymore, right? They're really, that's that's right. Correct. They're no, they're really, really become they're a valuable cool. tool, a valuable yep. tool that'll, yep. that is just misunderstood. Yep. Well, getting to the nitty gritty. So um, mm-hmm. I know one of the concerns that consumers have when we talk to them is, you know, they're worried about getting their a credit pull. Yep. Right. You know, and it sounds like they're going to pull a hammy, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, yep. I haven't stretched. I'm going to pull mm-hmm. credit. Yep. So can you talk about, you know, the difference between a hard pull and a soft pull and what happens to people's credit when they, you know, when they're going in for pre-approval um, and what that's all about? So in our office, we always do a soft pull uh, and we do it all. Th- there, there are three different accounting or uh, reporting agencies that uh, mortgage uh, loan officers pull from and we pull a soft pull on all three. So what so, is a soft, what is a soft? Yeah. Pull? What is a soft pull? So the difference between a soft pull and a hard pull is that there is no impact on the borrower's credit. When you do a hard pull, it actually bumps your uh, credit score down anywhere from two to five points. So it's, it's negligible. And the other thing to know is, is that if you go to uh, three different lenders and for the purpose of mortgage, it only gets impacted once. Oh, that's important to know. Yep. So quite often we have people say, well, I've already had this place pull it, so I don't want you to do it. But if it happens within, I think it's 45 days, I'm not positive. If you pull it within a certain time period, you only get dinged the the one time because you're going and looking for the same product from different places. Mm -hmm. And, and that's all way. soft pull or that can be soft that's or a, hard that's pull? Hard. Okay. That's on a hard pull. And uh, a lot of places do that. We don't because we get a lot of people that are looking and they'll take more than three months. They'll take more than six months. So a, a soft pull, what it does is it doesn't impact your credit. And it also doesn't report to the, to the agencies that these people have been looking for credit. And so um, it doesn't get reported out into the ether that you've been going out and looking at 15 different places to buy a car or, uh, yeah. you know, a refrigerator or a home. It keeps your, your information private. It's interesting because so many people, this is such a, especially for me when I'm talking to them about getting pre-approved, that's, that's a huge, mm-hmm. that's a huge piece. Yep. But hey, 
We are going to come on down to three things not to do. Three, yeah. the top three things you don't okay. do when you're getting ready to buy a house. Yeah. So what, what we're interested, John, is, you know, this is like the nightmare scenario, right? Of the, mm-hmm. of the things yep. that people just mess it up. You yep. know, I want to hear <laughs> it. What don't, right. don't do what? <laughs> don't change your job. Don't quit your job. Okay. That's mm. number one, because we use, we use your income to qualify you. And so if it has to happen, please let me know first. Because if I'm using your income to qualify you for this mortgage and all of a sudden that income has gone, your, your loan is gone and your ability to repay is gone. And, uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, we've seen that happen. You know, where people, I've seen it happen too, everybody. This yeah. is, yep. The person had moved into the house, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then what? They had to get out again? Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. What what's the so, next thing? What's the next one? Don't, um, no job changes. Next. There you go. Don't take on new debt. No so, new debt. The, the the most recent one I had, it actually funded yesterday. The gentleman went out and bought the most incredible electric bicycle. And electric <laughs> bicycles cost almost as much as the Pinto. I couldn't believe the cost on this thing. And um, I actually... Didn't find out about it. It was his realtor, and she is. Yeah. She and I are super close. And yeah. she goes, "So and so just bought an electric bike," and I go, "Like this?" And she goes, "Cash back in an hour." <laughs> and oh. take it back, and there it was. And, oh, uh, oh my gosh, gosh. that's well, crazy! So don't be having a good relationship. You know the the three the three feet on your stool. Yeah. Having, a, having a realtor who has a good relationship with a lender in this instance, yes. she and I have yes. had this conversation so many times that it never even got to me. So yeah, yeah no new debt. Don't go buy a car. Don't go. Don't go get all of your um, appliances. appliances? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because don't spend money. <laughs> or the furniture. The furniture you're going to buy. Don't have that showing up either yep. at the seller's house. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I John, just got a trailer. Right. I just got a five thousand dollar barbecue. Whatever. It is. Yeah. Hey, John. Jeez. Just real quick. I this is like fifteen years ago, but I showed up to the walkthrough the day before closing, and the buyers pulled up in two brand new cars. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> but that was a gift from your mother and father. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Boy, okay. Number nuts. three. Number three. Number three. three thing not to do. Do not try and sneak something past the goalie. Don't omit anything. Don't lie about anything, please. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's going to come out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nowadays, we verify employment. If you've got a gap in your employment, be honest. Hey, I, I, I left work and I, uh, you know, whatever it is. Don't tell us you were on furlough. Don't tell us you were on maternity leave. Don't tell us anything other than what the truth is. Yes. Um, That's called loan fraud. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't end well. We don't want you to start out that way. We don't want you to start out that way, people. (laughs) Um, If you don't plan on living in the house, let us know. Uh, You get better loan products as a function of it being your primary residence versus being a second home or an investment home. And there have been periods within the last 20 years 
where lenders have sent inspectors out to the house to confirm that whoever it is said they were going to live in that house actually lives there. Yeah. Yeah. And, Let's be honest, uh, people. Yep. That's right. I like <laughs> that people. term. Don't try and sneak anything past the goalie. Past the I'm going to use that. Go. That's, that's All awesome. Right. Okay, look, we could talk for hours about the pre-approval, which tells me that there's a lot to share here. But let's yeah. let's end this with these points. Mm-hmm. John, we appreciate you so much coming on and giving us this information. It, it like like Ed said, we usually go, okay, we'll call the lender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, get back to me. <laughs> get back to me. So just a, just a few things I just want to wrap this up with. Yep. Get a loan estimate in writing. Yep. Takes 40 to 44 months to break even if you buy down the rate. Yep. Financial planning is equally as important as getting a loan and buying a house. Absolutely. Credit pulls. Hard and soft credit pulls. Not a big deal. Three mm-hmm. points. Get over it. Yep. And three things not to do. You're going to have to listen to the podcast to hear that one. But hey, we really do appreciate you. Yeah. Guys, this this is fun. I listen to the podcast every week when I'm in the gym. And there are a couple of times where I snort out my nose laughing at something that's (laughs) gone on. I'm looking forward to it. Well, you weren't the butt of too many jokes. So we're glad we were capable. We didn't try and sneak anything past the goalie on this one. Thank you. All right. John, thank you so much. Everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show, gained insight, and um, we just love what we do. So leave us some comments. We're always available for referrals. And if you need a referral to anywhere in the United States and Canada, give us a call. We got your back. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed the show gained insight into having a thriving business and living a balanced life. We also welcome any ideas you would like us to discuss in future shows. Don't forget to like and share. We'll see you next week.